smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy! Who will be the companion? Yes, we're back with another episode. Uh, if this is the first time you are listening to us, that's okay. You must be a Doctor Who fan, and if you're a Doctor Who fan, go tell your friends about our show, because we are from the divided states of America, and we are <laughs> not from the UK. So, as I always like to say, the way that we see the show is a little bit different than probably a majority of people from across the sea. Because I, you know, I have not heard uh, too many, you know, podcasts from the UK or what, uh, whatever. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of them, but I, and I, I don't, I don't know. I think we're the best. So, yes. <laughs> um, also. When we're not talking about Doctor Who, we also talk about other different TV shows in between different seasons. So, if if we're going to be talking about, say, you know, The Simpsons, which we're not going to. But, if we were going to, we would be talking about it on its own season. So, it wouldn't be in the Doctor Who season, okay? So, we're not going to be mix-mashing episodes and TV shows and things like that. This is a Doctor Who season, talking about Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're the main focus of this podcast is Doctor Who. Occasionally, we'll go off and do some other show. I think the most common one we've done is Sherlock, simply because it's related to Doctor Who in that way. Yeah, it's but, uh, it's, it's we've done somewhat similar. It's like a it's like a sister show, if yeah. you will. And who knows if it'll ever come back? <laughs> it, it'll be if it does. It's probably going to be a very long time. Yeah, they like to tease that hey, it could come back and several years who knows yeah. they're leaving it up in the air whatever well you know Stephen Moffat and uh, Mark Gatiss are working on another show right now yeah it's a Dracula show oh I heard about it yeah there's mm-hmm. also there's also a, a Jekyll project that I thought I they already they, did that I thought they yeah I thought so as well but there's one in development on IMDb as well so I don't know what that is if, if it's a movie or what or if they're revisiting things like they like to do sometimes. Yeah. Well, it has Chris Evans in it for some reason. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Fun. Fun. But basically, exciting, my, my point stuff. was, since they're working on that Dracula series, they're probably going to focus on that first before they think about going back to Sherlock. All right. All right. So here, here's, here's something interesting. This episode of Doctor Who is called Rosa. It's about Rosa Parks. This is one thing that I knew before seeing the episode. I knew it was called Rosa. I knew it was about Rosa Parks. And okay. I also knew that the doctor had a slight variation in her outfit. Oh, just because she took the jacket off? or No, no. You did not notice this? Her no. shirt was red. Oh, really? Like, it was a uh, kind of a dim, darker, uh, maroon kind of, pinkish maroonish kind of red. But normally it's that uh, kind of space color, that dark blue, and it changed into like a darker red in this huh. episode. Okay. But it still had the stripes on it and everything. Well, that's sort of like David Tennant as well. Yeah. How he had so, like what with the the brown uh, jacket and then the blue jacket sort of. Yeah. Oh, okay. So here's. Okay. Do you remember an episode of Doctor Who called Forty Two? Forty Two. That's the one where they are. 
uh, they're trapped in the spaceship, and it's the burn with me one, right? Yeah. Yes. That wasn't Chibnall at all. No, that was, that was Tenth Doctor, right? I think uh, that might have actually been a Chibnall episode. Let me just check. Yeah, he wrote that one. Okay. So, Rosa, I can't remember the actress who plays her, but she was in 42. Oh, really? Yeah. She played a different character in it, so obviously she's So she British. didn't play Rosa Parks then? She didn't play Rosa Parks in space, no. Let's see <laughs> who she played. Abby Lerner. Abby Lerner. Conducted tests on the Hal Carwin to see why he would not open his eyes. I couldn't actually uh, picture her. Was she the doctor? I don't know. The doctor that treated the doctor when he got, uh, you know, when he went blind or whatever? And he started saying, burn with me? I think so. <laughs> Maybe. It, it's possible. That's what I found was interesting. I, When I was watching the episode, I thought she looked familiar as an actress. I thought she did, hmm. but I can't really picture her in that episode. Yeah. So, But she did a good job because she's playing an American, but in that episode, she was obviously British because everybody right. is. And so she's one of those British uh, uses a southern accent to act like she's American or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but... You know, she does did an they, okay did they job. Film, did they film in America at all? or That one, I I don't know. I can't find that information. I don't know. I always think it's really interesting when they do have an episode that at least takes place in America, if the, if not shot. Right, I don't think... I, I'm guessing they probably didn't film it in America. Oh, right, here we I'll go. S- South Africa. South Africa. They filmed in South Africa? For Montgomery, This episode Alabama. was... This, this was South Africa, really? That's kind of random. Apparently, uh, that's what so, it says on that's what it says on the TARDIS wiki, anyway. Another fun fact about this episode: I think at this point, I'm on the Jody train. I'm uh, I've got Whitaker fever. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> uh, hooked on Whitaker. That's right. Uh, I th- I think she did a very good job in this one. I think she felt more like her own character for the most part. Okay. Uh, and I, the reason why it was because it kind of took a step back a little bit and she was able to kind of, I think it was around the point in the episode where she's like, we can't help her. And they're kind of just sitting there as everything transpires. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene. I was like, okay, I, I, I'm on the Jody train. Yeah. She, she did a pretty good job. And this is a very interesting episode. I always um, like the historical ones. We, I, I think the show focuses a lot on the sci-fi element, and even like when they're on Earth, a lot of the time it's present day instead of historical. So I do like when they occasionally go to a historical. The, the historical ones are kind of special on the yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, when they first started Doctor Who, you know, the first companions, one of them was a science teacher, and one of them was a history teacher. Because they figured half of the episodes would be history-based episodes and half of the episodes would be sci-fi episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't think they do half the episodes as history anymore. No, so. no. So it's nice to see. Yeah, people have said a few things about this episode. Um, some people said it felt somewhat like Classic Who. Yeah. Um, a lot, when it comes down to the time travel aspect, I pointed out that it felt like the show Timeless yeah, I'd say it feels more like timeless. <laughs> that it has two, you know, opposing time-traveling teams. One's trying to ruin history and rewrite it. Uh, 
and we're talking about really big moments in history that completely rewrote how we operated yep. as a country and as a planet, really. And then another time traveler comes in and tries to keep it going as it, as it needs to be. And right, and, of, and the bad guy, uh, he kind of felt to me a lot like the bad guys in Timeless, the Rittenhouse. Which well, I, he, yeah, he did. He felt just like him. And he was in a time travel show uh, that very short-lived. It was one of the few that came out the same year. Um, okay. He, he was on uh, Time After Time, right? The, he was Jack the Ripper. Okay. That's that's the guy who was playing him. Uh, and Jack I didn't the Ripper watch kinda, that. I, I did. I, I I enjoyed the show. It was short lived. It wasn't really going anywhere, which is why it was canceled. But it, now, uh, yeah, I think we'll get into this a little bit more later. But do you think this is the last we've seen of him? Good question. Uh, sending him into the past reminded me of the Weeping Angels sending the Doctor and everybody into the past. Right. A little bit. But um, I think I think there's more. I think that's going to come up again later. I but thought we'll, if, I we'll thought get we'll get to that gonna, later in the recap a little bit. Yeah, I I I thought if he was going to show up, it would be later on the episode because they would do some kind of Back to the Future crap, right? Where his great great grandson shows up to try to <laughs> you know try to to thwart their messing around. That's another thing people pointed. People said it kind of felt like Back to the Future. People have said it kind of felt like Quantum Leap. Okay. Um, yeah, Quantum Leap's a good one. Yeah, Quantum Leap is like Timeless. It's just old. It's uh, like old no, version. that that show is not always about specific points in history. No, they, it's there not. were there were some episodes that are like that, but for the most part, he was just living other people's like where lives, he woke you know? up in Elvis's body, right? So there's a lot of different things that people are connecting this episode to. Uh, but what I wanted to say before we actually talk about the episode, is that I don't really think it feels fully like Doctor Who because there's no aliens in it, uh, and it really is all, all time travel and keeping things, uh, keeping history intact. Yeah, that's that's the main difference, is there, didn't, there wasn't an alien threat, which I, I don't think there always is in Doctor Who, but there usually is. Well, let's think about the other historical episodes of Doctor Who, and the historical people he have, has met, I think a majority of them had an alien threat. Even right. with the Vincent uh, Van Gogh episode, uh, had an alien mm-hmm. threat. Uh, yeah. And Queen Elizabeth and whatever. Like, there's always seems to be an alien threat. But this was, like, its own thing, which kind of made it feel a little bit unique. I'm not really complaining. Right. Uh, I could see where people might because, you know, people It was still a sci-fi whatever. threat. It was still, it was still a still sci-fi a, threat. It was still a sci-fi threat um, because of the time traveler. Mm-hmm. And the time traveler is trying to screw everything up. But, but uh, there there have been episodes, especially in the classic Who, where there were no alien threats in the historical episodes as well. Yep. So, so anyways, we could talk about the actual episode, what happens in it. It was called Rosa, <laughs> and a lot of people were complaining because they thought they read it wrong, and it said Rose. And, uh, oh, <laughs> you know, and and people were like, "Oh man, I I feel so let down because they want to see Rose again." Wow. No, I don't. If Rose is coming back, I don't think they would put that in the title of the episode. So this takes place in 1955. Well, it starts off in 43, 
Right, we and get sort of a, a prequel to it. Yeah, it, it's weird, because I actually thought they were going to go bu- jump right into it, where she sits down in the chair and everything, because she is heading into a bus. Right. Um, and then she gets yelled at because she sits in a white person's seat, and I'm like, yeah, that's what it seems like. But that's not the case. That's not even historically accurate. Um, the, the show actually got it pretty spot on, because a lot of people think that Rosa Parks wanted to sit up front and sat up front and refused to move and that's why she was arrested but really she was minding her own business and sitting in the segregated the colored only section of the bus and because it got overcrowded she was asked to move back so another white person could take the seat yeah. That's historically accurate. And I never really seen it portrayed as accurately as in this episode. <laughs> so I thought that was actually pretty cool. But the yeah, the first the first few minutes of the episode just kind of gets you acquainted with okay, this episode's definitely going to be about Rosa Parks and it's taking place in the United States. Um and we kind of get a feel with what's going on, but not much more than that. Um well she the the doctor has been trying to travel back to their home, and the TARDIS keeps th- spitting them out in weird places. I I get the impression that they've they've uh, tried a few locations first, and the reason they stopped there is because they noticed the Artron energy. That's that basically means there's another the time Artron travel. energy, right? And is that what she said? Well, the when Artron energy her, is what powers the, the TARDIS. Yeah. It's sure. powers the TARDIS, so, so that have, means it's a time travel energy, basically. Okay, so they see this big blob, and that's what kind of pulls them to them. It's like a uh, a help beacon, really. It, like in other shows, a little a bit. help beacon that brings them there. Uh, but to them, it's an you know an atom thingamajig. Uh, and so, I don't know. If I was the Doctor and I saw that, I might be curious, but... I don't see danger automatically. Well, yeah, she didn't know. I I think when she saw that, she figured that there was something wrong with the timeline. Just yeah. from that. Like a, uh, what do they call it in uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, An, is that, it's not an anomaly, is that what it is? It's, it's similar. It's, yeah, it's something like that. It's similar to an anomaly, but something specific to uh, time. Yeah. And it's a real word, but can't think of it right now. <laughs> That's another show people compared it to. <laughs> Legend of Tomorrow. Well, um, obviously, because that show started out with Rory. <laughs> Rory, yep. So a lot of people who are Doctor Who fans... And they're, they're not on a ship, similar, you know. Yep. So they are pulled into 1955, and uh, Graham wants to see Elvis, but apparently Elvis has... Does Elvis have the doctor's phone number, or does the doctor have a cell phone? Uh, the doctor has the... given Elvis a cell phone, I guess. Which, I don't know yeah, how it works, yeah. but, you know, it, it, obviously the doctor can make cell phones that work. But uh, the the word you were searching for was anachronism. Anachronism, yes. That's it, an- anachronism. <laughs> That's right. So, so, okay, so that's what they're doing. They're trying to fix an anachronism. Yes. Okay. 
Anyways, the doctor says the Elvis is in New York. Kind of a little joke there that they know each other. Uh, and then they head out to find, you know, this yellow blob of energy. Um, Ryan notices a woman drop something on the street, picks it up first, says, hey, you dropped this, not realizing that he is in, uh, a African-American uh, person. He's not American. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. He's an African-British person. He's just person. black. I don't but, know uh, <laughs> he's just, but, um, he's just black. Well, the funny thing is, it's right before that he was saying something like, time travel is great. And then he's, and then he immediately recognizes. Okay, so it's not always so great, you know, right? Uh, <laughs> because they're like, you know, hey, whatever. Um, he gets attacked because of racism. There's the, just this whole entire episode is deeply rooted in racism. Yeah. Um, and that actually gave me, you know, throughout the series so far, I've been naming all the bad guys. Right, mm-hmm. We're giving them their own names, kind of like uh, what's his face in the Flash. Uh, <laughs> right. So I've been naming everybody. So the bad guy in this one, I considered his name to be the space racist. <laughs> okay, space Hitler. Right. S- space Hitler. I don't maybe know. not so. Maybe not quite so. Space, space Hitler, but he's either that or you know a Republican. <laughs> oh jeez! From the future, because he's coming back, right? He's coming back. He's like, this is the point where everything turned to crap, right? This is where it all started. This is where it shouldn't have changed. And well, then, basically, yeah, basically, he's he's bill. very racist. He's you know, so he, he he wants to correct any mistakes that he feels like history has made. You know, has given black people rights that they shouldn't have. Basically, is what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> which is so, just really, yeah, yeah. really messed up. But mm-hmm. that's apparently who he is. Uh, that's who he is. Yeah, which is weird because he was from what the seventy seventy first century. I think they said. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's so I'm from surprised that even there. exists. You know, and it's people like that even exist anymore that far in the future. Seems a little out there, but <laughs> right. So. You know, a lot of these episodes are fun and they're fantastic and adventurous. And a lot of these episodes have a lot of deep, deeper meanings to them, uh, which really help speeches. They really help things like that. Which, by the way, I think the doctor's um, word is brilliant. She said it again in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like fantastic, really. Um, okay. But well, the doc. Yeah, I mean, I think David Tennant used that that word a lot too. Was it was it brilliant or was it clever? No, he said clever, didn't he? He said clever. I don't remember him really saying brilliant. Well, brilliant is a word that's used a lot in British sure. TV in general. So, so that might just be what I'm thinking there, of. Chris Chibnall, come on now. Um. So, yeah, episodes like this they they are deeper, which helps the episode gain traction and be more memorable than so i think this is actually the best episode of the season i think um, so too just, and I, I think i th- i think what's especially uh, good about this episode is the subject matter actually helps you connect with the the companions the friends uh even better than usual i think and i so i, they, I they really didn't have too. a huge identity before 
today. Yeah, I, I connected with them more too, and I think part of that is because they're not really teamed up with more people like the first and second episode. Um, right. This one, it's really just them and the companions, and of course Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks has her own team that's going on at the same time, including Martin Luther King Jr. and everything. Yeah. Uh, but they're not really focused on, you know. Right. It's really about the Doctor and her companions trying. And the to thing is, the this the issue basically affects all of them. You know, the uh, you have Ryan Sinclair, who's who's you know hated on because he's black, and then Yasmin Khan, who is hated on because she's uh, In- of, Indian. What is right? she Indian or? I think she's Indian or Pakistan. Oh, she said Pakistan. Is it Pakistan? She's from uh, Pakistan heritage, uh, and then okay. and then obviously uh, was it Graham? Graham? Yeah, Graham is connected to Ryan, and he's he he thinks of himself as as Ryan's grandfather, and so he's really you know right. It's, it's, and uh, now he's not. So that it affects old. him in that way as well. I was gonna say he's not that old, or else he would have kind of grew up in the same time period, but. No, no, he's not. Like he's not old enough parents. for that. I don't think his parents maybe, but you know, and he, he could be connected to the time frame because of his parents. But who knows? Yeah. All right. So they run into Rosa Parks, um, who's not impressed with them. Oh, what we got here? Goodness gracious. Um, and then, is this the point where they kind of meet the the bad time traveler guy? Or his uh, his tools? Or something? Because they're, they're tracing... Yeah, they, they're tra- I think they find his tools first. They're tracing the the uh, where the power is coming from, right? Yeah, the Artron energy. Um, and so they come to this, like, abandoned warehouse. Um, and it's in the abandoned warehouse where they find his tools... Now, I don't really remember exactly what's in his toolbox. Um, well, but. we know one of them was that, that... Well, he had a... Well, actually, that wasn't in the toolbox. He has a gun that sends people forwards or backwards in time. That's right, yep. And then one of the things in the box would have, was the uh, battery pack for that gun. And, yeah, there was some other things in there. I don't know if they yeah. specifically listed them off or not, though. They couldn't initially see it because of a person perception filter right which uh, was which, nice that I, we haven't heard of a perception filter in in a quite a while i think so and then cool. of course the um the manip- manipulator the time vortex manipulator or whatever that he's wearing Vorte- like, okay so so like that's Jax, what i wanted right? to, to bring Jax up so or rivers well they said he was he was uh imprisoned in storm cage which is the same prison that river song was uh was is in. it really yeah, so that's interesting. that's interesting, but River Song was uh, the 51st century, and he's from the 71st century. So that's, well, you know, she's 2000... also a time traveler. I mean, I don't know. That's like so when it comes down to years time later. traveler, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Could, could I, it be River Song's Vortex Manipulator? It, I don't know. It, it's possible. I, um, but, I mean. Did with, she have it with her when she died? I don't know, because she ended up on in the library. I don't. I don't remember seeing anything about a vortex manipulator, but of course that would have been before they 
even came up with that idea, I think, but... Yeah. But, yeah, so... Both River and Jack Harkness have worn this thing. Right. And and then the Doctor is talking about it just like, you know, she normally does. It's a dark and messy and whatever uh, time travel. Yeah. Whatever. And she ends up destroying the the vortex manipulator too, right? At the end, yeah. Oh. Um so if it is rivers, well, <laughs> well, no more river anyway, so. And well, well, who knows? Time travel. Well, people always want to see the the favorites, so they always are wishing to see uh river come back and all this different things and and rose. And rose. Rose and river seem to be Amy. The favorites everybody wants to see. And then it goes into, like, Amy and Rory and, and Amy can't like really that. come back. And I, I think people actually hate Clara, so it wouldn't be her. People <laughs> do hate Clara. I don't... I've never seen it, but people yeah, do. Yeah, I don't her. understand, but, yeah, people people don't like her. Um. So, anyways. So, we know that there's a bad guy out there attempting to thwart the events that basically occurred in 1955 that had Rosa Parks uh, arrested and then after she was arrested there were protests and things which really bumped into gear the uh, civil rights movement. Now, um, did they, they didn't say anything about a fixed point in time, did they? No, they never did. Which It would have been mean, nice to this, mention that in this episode. At this point we know we know it is a fixed point in time uh, but it, it's nice to hear it from the, the show. Yeah, it would <laughs> have been nice doctor. for them to have mentioned something about that. Especially since we have a new doctor, it's always nice to reintroduce ideas like that. You yeah. Know? Uh, fun little fact, uh, the doctor has a magic erase pen. <laughs> and when I say magic, <laughs> I mean magic. Uh, she uses the uh, the sonic screwdriver sonic to screwdriver erase driver, it yeah. from, from, the, from the wall. So... That was a little neat thing. They have all these little gadgets, right, that that are kind of new. I don't know. Sometimes they bring back stuff from the classic series, and uh, others, they, you know, they don't. I don't think we've seen that pen before, have we? I haven't. Have, okay. I'm asking I, you I don't, you've seen I, it, like, Yeah, I don't remember to think anything about that. Yeah. Anyways, they're hiding out in a hotel uh, where a racist cop tries to find <laughs> Ryan and Yaz. Everybody's racist. Um uh, Everybody is racist in 1955. I can't think of one person who's actually decent there, except for the people from the future. Oh, man. But, you know how it is. Right. Alright, so... So, Ryan and Yaz, they escape out the window. Um, and, uh... Then they try to figure out where Rosa picks up the bus, basically. Yeah. Because they, they need to know. They know when she gets on around. They know where mm-hmm. she works. Yep. They don't know where she get, got on, apparently. But they found out that basically she got on the bus right outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. 
they got two things going on. They're trying to fix things. The guy from the future is trying to ruin things. Uh, and so they have to kind of work together to try to figure out how to, how to get things done. Ryan follows her. Yeah, they're kind of fighting back and forth. The doctor's team fixes something, and then the bad guy messes it back up again. It just yeah. keeps going back and forth, basically. Yep. So, Ryan... By the way, the bad guy's name is Crasco. <laughs> like Crisco. Oh, jeez. Yes. No, it's not. It's space racist. All right, so... <laughs> so, Ryan spies on Rosa he almost falls. seems like a he almost seems like a racist captain jack it's <laughs> exactly what he is um but anyways ryan follows rosa to her hideaway her secret club with martin luther king jr and some other folks that are you know trying to get things done and apparently she had a white husband uh did she? Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. <sighs> Poor Ryan. Um, so. What? Nothing. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Ryan's hanging out with Rosa and Martin Luther King Jr. in their hideaway. And the doctor's meeting up with uh, Space Racist in his warehouse. Where she sends all his tools into the past with that makes... She makes him shoot all his own stuff in the past. And then she realizes that he's like Spike in Buffy and can't attack anybody. <laughs> uh, and is like he, she called him neutered and everything, which is like the same yeah, thing in Buffy. That's almost the same, yeah. Like he can't attack somebody, he can't hurt anybody, he can't kill anybody. Uh, so she basically just reaches over and grabs his Vortex Manipulator and crushes it. Yep. Says, you're stuck here. And he's like, that don't matter. I'll still stop Rosa from doing whatever. Because this is where it all went to crap, basically. Because all I care about is my racist stuff. <laughs> Even though, at this point, he'll never see the the world go into, you know... He won't see the... He won't know if, he, if he he's won't, actually successful. He will never see his own quote-unquote promised land. <laughs> sure. Um, so, but he's still there to finish his mission. And as far as I know, he's working alone. You know, who knows, though. Um, as far as we can tell. Yeah. So, what happens is, what he does, what uh, Space Racist does on his time off, is he gets the original bus driver to take a day vacation and he also what does he do he also runs he what does he do to the bus the bus itself he does something he, to the bus yeah i think he he damaged it in some way so that it wasn't it wasn't ready to go and i guess they had to fix that or i don't remember i don't remember how they fixed the bus honestly i remember how they got the bus driver to uh you know, go back to work, and that was yeah. They said there was going to be a riot or something, right? Or yeah, they, they basically they ba yeah a sit in, and they basically made him think it was his idea to go back to work, but really yeah. it was their idea all along, and and he was getting uncomfortable anyways because Ryan was there and Graham was like, "Here's my grandson," and 
So, and, and he's just like, you know what? Stay here, keep the lake or whatever, and he goes back to work um, to uh, make sure that this thing goes smoothly. Now, I'm not entirely sure why the doctor had to interfere and tell Rosa Parks to fix her jacket, which she scratched. I think uh, that was uh, so that Rosa didn't leave too early and get on the wrong bus. Okay, but why would she? This is intervening. If anything, she would go. She would leave at the wrong time because she intervened. Well, because I think the doctor and their because of what the dude did, the things had changed. The schedule had changed or something. And so, because they were they were making sure the right bus had the right people at the right time, they had to make sure everything lined up. Yeah. So um, at the end there, um, let's see, Ryan is trying to make sure... Well, no, not Ryan. I guess what Ryan's doing is he's fa- facing space racist and sends him into the past. Um, but what Yaz is doing is making sure she does leave on time, even though uh, it's taking a while to fix the doctor's coat. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it doesn't matter because she does get it done in time and she heads out to the bus in time the bus driver is now back in his seat like he should be things are going good uh space racist is back in the past with the angels uh uh and then the bus picks up rosa parks and the reason why see at this point the doctor and her companions are part of history because what the space racist did was he made people not want to take the bus that evening. Yeah. Which opened up spots so Rosa Parks would have never had to actually offer up her seat and would have never stood her ground and the history would have been changed at that point. But in order to fill up all the seats, the Doctor and her companions had to stay on the bus and witness it. So they were part of history, as they like to say. Um, They're like, we were here, which is cool. Which, that's that's something that, that sort of happens in Doctor Who a lot, is when they think they're trying to fix something, they end up causing the thing that, you know, like, yep. uh, like maybe maybe they're trying to put history back in, in its place, but they end up being the cause of it in the end, that sort of thing. Now, yeah, and you could tell that Graham doesn't like the idea of being a part of history. He doesn't want to take part of this because it's like, one of the most, you know, influential parts of history, but it's also very um, dramatic and emotional for him to see what's going on. And they can't do anything. They have to sit by and watch it happen, because if they don't, then they're creating problems. Yeah. Um, So they have to sit by and... They have to watch her get arrested. They know that this affects her family. Uh, it affects her getting work. She gets fired, eventually gets fired. Her husband gets fired, uh, and things of the nature. Um, but they righted the wrong, and it was basically the idea. Uh, and uh, history was made, and protests were given after this point, and history is back to normal. Um. And what was very interesting at the very end here, because I don't 
know this very often. I told you this before about the ads on TV. It used music. It it didn't use a score. It used radio music. Yeah. Uh, as a montage, which does work very well. Um, as we all know, it's they do it all the time in pretty much every other TV show. But I've never really seen them use it to this degree uh, on Doctor Who. I'm trying to think. I feel like they might have, but it's it's pretty rare if they do. It felt like it was made here in Hollywood. This is how Hollywood does it, you know? Mm-hmm. It almost felt like a Hollywood episode of Doctor Who for a variety of different reasons. Uh, just because it doesn't feel exactly like Doctor Who used to feel. Uh, and it uses the music like that. And uh, it's using one of America's historical figures and things like yeah. that it just felt really Hollywoodized. And then we found out that, uh, yes, she made a difference. Rosa Parks made a difference far after her own death because they open up the TARDIS doors in space. They see a meteor otherwise known as Rosa Parks. And once again, it picks up with the music. It doesn't go into the yeah it didn't do that this time it was just the it was just the radio music again yeah so yeah like that's what's going on with that um and then the episode ends at that point now i want to talk about uh the bad guy and so originally obviously i I knew as soon as the doctor was telling ryan how the device worked that he was going to end up using it but yeah. what I think is weird is they didn't touch on it again at all at the rest of the episode. Like, he he sent the guy in the past, and the doctor didn't say, why did you do that? You know, you don't know where you sent him, blah, 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 blah. You know, the doctor usually goes on some kind of spiel about, you know, what's right and wrong on how to deal with bad guys, and she didn't. So I, I feel like, first of all, we're going to come back to that. Yeah. And second of all, he went to the past... And I think there's a good chance that the the Doctor and the TARDIS will go to the past at some point and meet him wherever he is. Uh, either that or uh, he will get, you know, more time travel and come back and, and, and seek his revenge in some way <laughs> against the Doctor. I feel like his story was not done. There was something about that that just felt incomplete, you yeah. know? So I, I do feel like we'll see him again. Well, he's got unfinished business for sure. Yeah, but he should always have unfinished business because he's the bad guy, and bad guys aren't supposed to finish their business. So, whatever. Yes. But like I said earlier, I think this was the strongest episode of the season. Of obviously, um, it's you know it's only the third episode, right? So we got a lot more to go. This was this was written by Chris Chibnall, but it's also written by somebody else. I noticed that. Okay. Um, the yeah, first Mallory episodes- Blackman. Let's yeah. see if if she's written anything else. Uh, nope, just this one. Just this one. Okay, and she um, she might have had a big part of it because you know I think the first and second episode felt really similar in terms of uh, overall an overall feel. Yeah, and those first two episodes were just written by Chris Chibnall. Mm-hmm. I feel like Chris Chibnall didn't write this episode. I feel like he pitched in a couple ideas here and there. 
while yeah. she wrote the whole thing. That's what I'm thinking. Uh-oh. Um, and, you know... Cut out. I don't want to hark on Chris Chibnall. He doesn't have the greatest <laughs> record when it comes to episodes of Doctor Who. But, uh... I don't know if he actually had that much say in this episode. Makes sense? What? <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Are you there? Yes, I'm there. Uh, always. So fun. what I was saying, uh, you you were saying about the the director, or no, the writer was different, right? Yep. I I was going to mention that the director was the same director as the last episode. And which director was that? Mark Tonderai. I don't know who that is. He di- he directed he directed both episodes in his production block in South Africa. Okay. So uh the one that was uh the Ghost Monument was also in South Africa then. That one I can understand a little bit more. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. It would be like desert. Um, but this one actually felt like, you know, the United States, there, there's Alabama. A, there's kind of a variety of places that you can do uh, in South Africa. Like they also did um, Black Sails was filmed in South Africa. Like uh, Caribbean type stuff was also there. So there's there's sort of a variety of stuff you can do. That's That's interesting. Of course, they could always come overseas and go to the United States, uh, you know, as long as there's not a wall that's blocking uh, something. Uh, but, but yeah, it did, it did, <laughs> it did look like Alabama, and uh, it. I'm actually surprised. I I figured it was filmed in you know England or something, and just made up to look like Alabama. But it's kind of interesting that it was shot where it was shot. Mm-hmm. Um. So far, I'm not... Okay, with the series as a whole, like, I did like this episode, but the series as a whole, I'm not really impressed by any of the villains. Uh, yeah. Some of the aliens well, I think, and Well, I think the issue is that they're trying to come up with something different, something more unique, and that's hard to do and be successful. Moffat was pretty good at c- creating villains. Yeah. Not always, but I'd say more often than not, he he did a pretty good job at creating villains. I haven't seen that from Chibnall yet. Okay. Even from his uh, episodes, you know, before he became showrunner, I wasn't super impressed by his villains. So, although I did like, I did like the Burn with Me one. I did like that. I know yeah. not everybody likes that episode, but I, I did like that one. Yeah, it's give or take, you know. Uh, so, overall, good episode, uh, waiting to see what else they got. Like I said, I'm on the, I'm on the Jody train. <laughs> I thought she felt more unique in this episode than she has. I think a lot of the times in the first and second episode she was, I don't know, maybe trying a little bit to be like David Tennant, maybe a little bit like Matt Smith, maybe, maybe a little bit like, uh, you know, P- Peter... Capaldi. Um, Is that right? Oh, yeah. Or do you just mean, like, his outfit? 
<laughs> no, I don't really mean that. Like some of the like grumpy sarcasm uh, a little bit, but like okay. But I think for the most part, she was more into her own element. Like she's been doing this for a little while, and she's getting used to it. And she she was more con- uh, more of a connectable character in this episode because of uh, the overall level of uh, drama that it had and meaningful messages that it had as well. Because not okay. only was this a very historical, famous story, but it was also about a strong lead uh, female character in history, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so to have, like, say, Rosa Parks and her figure against... Oh, and that... that versus uh, wh- the Doctor. Yeah, what you're saying also makes me uh, think about another point that, that I, I meant to discuss earlier, is when they got on the bus at, towards the end, and, you know, uh, Yaz, she's like, do I sit in the white section or the colored section? And she didn't know, you know, whether whether she would be okay to sit up front or not. And I don't even know for sure if, if they were right on that. Because I feel like they probably would have been racist against her, too. It's a good point, but I think it's specifically for African Americans. I honestly think that. I yeah. think any other creed, gender, race could sit up front. I think it was completely 100% racist against the blacks, uh, and that's that's it. Honestly, okay. We weren't, we weren't Hitler, and we weren't all white supremacy. We were mostly, I think. Um, a, well, there was still some of that because they called her Mexican. <laughs> you yeah, know? Sure. Well, sure. And uh, that's just people being dumb. It's uh, that Mexican blood in me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think for the most part we had a lot of diversity even then, but. Just this in, you know, ingrained racist attitude against blacks, and that's why we had segregation. So, yeah, I think that's what. I mean, I can't say that for certain. I'm not a history professor, <laughs> right. but I feel like that makes the most sense because we weren't Hitler. You know, it's we just it's just because like the front section did say white, you know, and she's yes. not white. Well, that's true. So whites and and colored. I know, I know. White but. and colored, yeah. But when it comes down to the segregation, civil rights, you don't hear a lot about other races. You really yeah. don't. It's really as two sided system as it gets, whites and blacks, and that's really how it's been portrayed. And I guess that's all I've can think of the main focus yeah it's the only thing i can really think of when i'm talking or thinking about segregation i mean it could be Mm -hmm. different but people don't talk about it if it is right i don't know but yeah um you have anything else to add about this episode um i don't think so i think i said it all (laughs) that's right Andy, you said it all. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, thanks for tuning in to Smaller on the Outside. Um, 
If you like this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to it, rate and review, uh, tell your friends about it, uh, because, you know, spreading the word by voice is really the only way to market anything. Uh, At least accurately, you can pay for advertising, that's just stupid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just what, you know, every company does. Yeah, but think about it. going through <laughs> websites. Oh, here's another stupid advertisement. Click X. And yeah. it's like, I think for the most part, advertisements are ignored. But I think a lot of the times, if you're talking about word of mouth, those advertisements are heard. Mm-hmm. Um, people do hear it and uh, do take it seriously because they trust other people. And they don't trust market research and companies that do it for you i i i mean it's fine if that's what you do but i i do like <laughs> I, I at least i do like the idea of word of mouth advertising um mm-hmm. and as we always like to say uh you can catch us on twitter my username is i am dwg and andy's twitter handle is morphin apg these are the same uh handles that you can find on tracked.tv which is a tv and movie tracking websites that tells you just how much of your life you've wasted watching tv and movies (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i I tend to waste about right now i'm I'm averaging about 24 hours of tv a week yeah plus move plus a little bit of movie time too well see i was home i was home for the last week and yeah i was averaging a little over 24 is more like uh, more like 30 hours, I think. Yeah, I, I think during the spring I was averaging about 36 hours a week. Yeah. So, but it's gone down. It's it's gone down recently. Sure. Most of my shows are being becoming uh, streaming shows now instead of uh, network TV. So, yep. it, it's spread out a little thinner, I think. Another nice thing you can do on Track.TV, I don't think we've mentioned before, is that you can mark an episode or a TV show... Uh, or movie or whatever, you can watch it as rewatched as many times yeah. as you want. So instead of saying, you know, let's say you've watched one movie your whole life uh, a million times, other other movie tracking websites will say, oh, you've only watched two hours your whole life of a movie. But, yeah, this will count as many times as you've watched right. it. Right, so if you've seen it a million times. And for for TV shows, <laughs> that's helpful because you can basically tell it you can tell it to reset your progress and yeah. while it it reset resets it on your tracker it still keeps all the the watch times right. from before so those the resetting the progress is a great way to set um on on track.tv if you want to go back and rewatch a show cuz why else do we go and we buy DVD sets or Blu-ray sets of TV mm-hmm. shows if we're not going to go back and rewatch it? And so you know, you, we just did a rewatch last year of of Doctor Who as well. That's that's exactly right. So, when we were doing that too, we reset our progress, we watched it all and all that. And I I reset my progress. I'm then you know I'm watching Buffy and everything, doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's cool. It keeps your progress. And everything, but because before it had that setting, you kind of had to kind of go by history. So if if you're watching episode two of Buffy, you had to go to your history, and you're like, okay, I saw episode two, and then you go to the next episode, and then you say you watched that. Uh, and yeah, it, you had to specifically search for it, the episode instead of instead of just being 
said this is the next episode you need to Because it goes watch. away, right? It, it doesn't say yeah. next up to watch anymore because you already watched it. So the, the setting that it has now is that you can reset your progress. So when you start the show over on rewatch, you go to your dashboard or whatever, you see the next episode of watch is right there with you, and you never lost the actual history of watching the show in the first place. So it's actually pretty cool. Um, so you can add us on there so we can see what you're watching and you can see what we're watching. Uh, I, I have been slacking a little bit on direct TV. I, I usually like to say I check into something so you can kind of see the progress bar live of when I'm actually watching yeah. it. Uh, but I've actually just been going through and just saying, I watched this episode. I watched it. And it's a lot quicker, uh. <laughs> it's a lot quicker to, to click that check mark and be like, boom. It is. It's um, quicker, but it's not as accurate on the timing if you do that. That's right. So, anyways, uh, by the way, we didn't mention the last episode other than in actual descriptions, but not the podcast itself. The last episode was episode 100 uh, of the show. Uh, didn't even re- realize it. What I wanted <laughs> to initially do is make a podcast one episode more of podcasts of the X-Files that I never did, so that when the Doctor uh, Doctor Who came back, the first episode would have been episode 100. But never, I never got around to doing it that way, so the second episode of Doctor Who, the podcast, was episode 100. So, yeah. we missed saying it. It wasn't a super special episode. It was special for me, because I, uh, you know, had the birth of my second child. And, uh, so... That, that was sort of interesting for a 100th episode, so <laughs> whatever. Um, but other than that, sure. <laughs> we are uh, just running out of time here. So um, thank you for tuning in. Come meet with us next week when we talk about the next episode. Do you know what it's called? Nope. I know nothing. I do know what it's called. doesn't really tell me too much uh, other than some basics. It's it, it's it's not too too bad, but... It should be interesting. Uh, we'll see you next week for that episode. But until then, guys, peace out. Peace out. <laughs>